Welcome to the Propreneur Podcast, where we help practice owners become better entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Dino Watt. And welcome once again, everybody, to the Propreneur Podcast. Excited to have you here for another episode. And this episode is going to be an episode where we're going to talk about uh, the expert status of your business in the sense of we have an expert here again. You know, as we do our podcast, we typically have our either doctors, the professionals, or the experts who are actually giving you products and processes and systems to help your business run much smoother. And today is no different. Before we get into the show, again, I want to thank you all for sharing this podcast with your friends and colleagues and letting them know about the podcast. It's been an honor to uh, meet so many of you at these live events now that we're back at live events and coming up and uh, and the kind words you have about you listening to the show and the information you've gotten off the show. So I really, really do appreciate it. So today, I know we're not going to disappoint you with our guest. Larry Chatterton is somebody that I have known for quite a while. We were in the speaking industry a lot together. We kind of watched each other do different uh, things around the around the country and the world. And uh, we've connected recently again, and he's doing something really cool that I think will help benefit all of you inside of your businesses. So let's get things started. Larry, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dino. What a pleasure to be here with you. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I really appreciate it. Well, Larry, uh, one of the things that all of our listeners are kind of uh, prepped in, they, they, they are in the habit of, of hearing is everyone's story. I believe that stories connect all of us. So mm-hmm. let's hear about you, where you, know, where you came from, why you do what you do, and all that fun stuff. Well, uh, as I've been thinking about this, I thought, you know, I need to go way back to the beginning Um, I grew up in a small town in northern Utah called Logan, and my parents were what I call entrepreneurs. Um, I realize now maybe my dad just got bored every five or six years and started a new business. (laughs) I grew up my whole life around business. I got my knees dirty skating around their drapery and fireplace shop. They had a rental business. They had printing businesses. And so I just always saw my parents running businesses. Mom was always in the office doing back end stuff, and dad was out front making things happen. And uh, through that, uh, actually, one of the last businesses they ran, which they had for 25 years, was very unique. It was called an Honor Copy Center. They had six locations throughout northern Utah, and it was a total self-serve honor system where you go in 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. People could go into this copy center, make copies, buying books, laminate, whatever they wanted. And when they were done, they would just walk over to a table, fill out a slip of paper, and put it in an envelope with their money and drop it in a metal box on a table with a hole cut out of the top. Wow. 100% honor system. So it's good to know we lived in an area that could support that. I have awesome stories from it for over the years. Wow. But uh, my job was to drive around and restock supplies and pick up uh, pick up all the trash and go play around to golf and go to the next location. So <laughs> I, I did that. And at the time I was thinking I'd probably go into some type of healthcare, chiropractics, physical therapy is what I was really leaning towards. And I got introduced to massage therapy. So I had a small massage therapy practice. I would mm. uh, work on a couple of people at the end of the day. And I just called it high-level mediocrity. <laughs> nice. And I had a, a massage client come in one day. And she, I was going through a uh, cohabitation restructuring at the time. <laughs> That's a good word to bet. And uh, she uh, started telling me about this Dale Carnegie course she was getting involved with. And I said, mm-hmm. sign me up. I need something positive in my life. So I signed up for the Dale Carnegie course, went to the first session, and I went, that's what I want to do. So I got introduced to the, the gentleman who owned the rights for Utah, Paul Karras. He had Nevada and Utah. And this was his first class he was putting together in Utah. So when I told him I wanted to become an instructor, 
he said, okay, great. Do you have a bachelor's degree? And I said, no. Well, he said, well, we can offer college credits for our course. So our instructors are required to have a bachelor's degree. I said, okay, I'll go back and get it. So I went back wow. to college, uh, figured I had about two years left, ended up doing a study abroad over in Portugal, where I uh, actually met the Dale Carnegie guy over there. And in a whirlwind of about uh, 18 months, I took the Dale Carnegie course, completed my college degree in less than a year, increasing my GPA by a full letter grade. Um, wow. I was passionate about what I was doing and learned some study techniques through Carnegie, actually. Um, was offered the Dale Carnegie franchise in Portugal, met my now wife of 22 and a half years. And five months after her and I were married, we packed up five suitcases, sold everything we had, and moved to Portugal and ran Dale Carnegie over there for three years. Wow. So I ever taught the Dale Carnegie course on my own by myself was in Portugal in Portuguese. So it was kind of fun. <laughs> That's uh, so about three years into that, uh, my uh, the gentleman that had Utah, Paul Karras, he wanted to, to get rid of Utah and just focus on Nevada. So Carnegie called us up and asked if we'd want to move home. And we said, no, <laughs> we put blood, sweat and tears into Portugal and wanted to, to make it happen. But we just had a new baby. Mm. And we thought, you know what, it might be nice to be around family. So we ended up coming back here and I ran Utah for eight more years and always had an itch to kind of spread my wings a little bigger. So I, I ended up leaving Carnegie and started my own speaking training coaching company mm. and, you know, started in the business of speaking and training and working with people. Through that process, I connected with several companies who would contract me to come in and deliver their material and so my focus became mostly on leadership and customer service mm. all around the world. I, uh, I had to spend five weeks in the Seychelles Islands helping a five-star resort open oh, up. So hard. It was my, my wife still kind of hates me for that one because it was November, <laughs> December when it's snowing in Utah. And I'm posting pictures of beaches and sunsets every day. Um, I've trained the staff of a cruise line in the Mediterranean, the staff at Madison Square Garden, uh, big clients like BMW and United Airlines and Cadillac. And so just was living my dream life, basically traveling on somebody else's dime. Yeah. And uh, as a side note, through all that, because of the expertise I was developing in the context I made, my wife and I were offered a chance to be mystery shoppers at Sandals Resorts. for So for about three years, every three to six months, her and I would be at a different Sandals Resort. <laughs> things out, and my friends are like, how do I get that gig? Sweet. <laughs> so, well, you just get out and get active, I guess, how, how things get. Wow. So, uh, so through all that process, I was living the life I loved. And when the COVID situation came around, I was in Chicago with United Airlines and on a two-day leadership program, finished day one, they walked in the green room, said, hey, great day, session went well, but if you can catch a flight home, you better go home because we're canceling tomorrow. Wow. And that just started the spiral. So my events started falling off my calendar big time. Mm -hmm. um, had a few small projects that kept me going did a couple virtual things. I wasn't a big fan of virtual at that time because I love that live audience and the feel of that. Mm -hmm. So about 18 months of basically being unemployed and my wife thinking I'm in her business all the time because she's used to me being gone 125 nights a year. Yeah. She said, we ought to do something different. So I've always been a big fan of just connecting with people. That's, mm -hmm. that's my passion, actually, mm -hmm. just connecting people and making sure that they're taken care of and serving them. Through that process, I, I thought, okay, I'll just reach out to my friends. So I threw out a text message to a bunch of buddies from high school. One of them responded, said, hey, I, I manage 401ks for companies. I know a lot of companies in the area. 
let's meet for lunch, see what we can do and who I might know that could benefit from what you do. So we met within an hour, he calls me up and says, you have a phone call with uh, Kurt Larson, the president of a, a company called Resource Management Inc. They're a professional employer organization or a PEO. And I had never even heard of the industry. I'd never even heard of the, the business. I'd seen the building driving past it a few times. Um, and uh, so I said, okay, had a phone conversation with him. Two days later, I was there in the offices having a, a meeting with the CEO, Mark, uh, uh, Mark and, and Kurt, and just realized, wow, this is a very interesting opportunity. And they offered me a chance to, to come on board. Wow. So when I look back over my life and career of helping businesses and helping people, this fit in perfectly. Now I just have more resources, uh, literally you know, human resources, payroll yeah. services, benefits, all those types of things. So, so that's kind of what brought me to this place. And, uh, they, and they've allowed me to, to do what I love to do. And that's meet and connect with people, help small businesses grow. I've I'm obviously growing up in the way I did small business is the lifeblood of the, the culture and the, um, the economy. economy. And just, mm -hmm. I love to see small businesses flourish. So. Well, geez, I mean, what a, what a adventure you've taken over the last couple of years, especially in, in getting to this point and all of that uh, experience, right. Is, is gotta be great information, great ways to connect with. I mean, heck, Dale Carnegie's whole thing about, you know, connecting, winning friends and influencing people, like the great way to influence people in your life. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and as I look back, you know, you, you never plan out your life. You, you kind of set some goals and objectives where you want to be, mm -hmm. but sometimes you just got to surrender and just see how things go. And I think it's all just flowed. And um, the, the experience I've had, um, I always told people I used to, uh, I parlayed my being the class clown in high school into a career, by being on stages and speaking to the thousands of people at times, That's um, right. a small group of five people, right? It's, it, it didn't matter. It was just connecting and being with those people. Hey, I have no problem with that. That's exactly what I say to people. Exactly. I say, I say, I, uh, I made up a job. I wrote a book about it and now people pay me to do that. So there you go. Living, yeah. living the dream. So yeah, I, I, I think my background's given me that chance. So I've worked with all size businesses, every industry. So it gives me a real broad breadth of experience to say, to see some things that maybe you can't see when you're in the trenches. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And that's where I'm, that's where I think that that's ha has to help you when you are connecting with these small business owners and the capacity you are now to help them see that you get it. Like you understand where they are and you're going to give them the right product for the right person and for the right business. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a, you know, when you, you can empathize with somebody in their situation and bring mm -hmm. in a tool they might not be aware of, or a resource that'll actually help them be more efficient and focus on what they love to do yeah. you know, with your audience that no, I don't think any of them got in the business to, to do HR or to take care of benefits or to sit home at night, putting together payroll or whatever, you know, that, well, that that's passion. one of my things that I talk about a lot to my clients. I talk about it in, I think at least two of my books is the idea of, you know, let a professional do the professional job too often as business owners, we take on the challenge of doing it all. And we'll say we're trying to delegate and we'll say we're, you know, not, we're overwhelmed and we need people to help us out, but that help is out there. We're just not willing to actually grasp it. I tell a kind of a, a story I've told for years around a doctor who I called him up for our appointment. And he's like, yeah, it's been the last rough last couple of days because our computer system was down. I'm like, wow, that must stink, you know, 
uh, how are you doing with that? And he goes, well, I've been working on it for like that for the last two, 12 days, but, or two days, but even with my clients and he started talking about how he's doing the work. And I was like, oh, wait, wait, wait. I, I didn't realize you were an IT guy. I thought you were an orthodontist. <laughs> and he was like, I knew you were going to call me on it. I was like, yeah, get a professional in there, you know, get them in there in two hours. They're going to fix what you've been trying to do for the last 12 hours. And, you know, being able to, to let people uh, be the experts in their field, whether it be, yes, it's nice that you found an older person who, who's good with numbers and can do your payroll for you. But is that really the highest and best use of your time as a business owner? Are you being a business mm -hmm. owner or an operator? Exactly. And, yeah. and that, that's the difference. So tell us a little bit more about the research management incorporate. Like, what do you guys do? What is the, the main focus? So if I were to call you up and say, or if I were to be out there saying, I'm looking for this, mm -hmm. who would you be? Well, if you think of all the back end things that the business has to, particularly to be competitive in today's day and age with, um, you know, people looking for the best benefits and, and the best place to work. Um, if you take your company in the middle and look at it and go, okay, um, who's doing our payroll? And most of the time, my, my sister uh, married a dentist. He became a dentist oh. when they got, after they got married. And mm -hmm. um, I talked to her recently. Uh, he's retired now. And as I was explaining what we do, she's like, Larry, as soon as I got married, I, I felt like I became payroll, HR, all these things, which is not her passion. Right. And she spent thousands and thousands of hours doing this. And I, I said, do you want to do the math and see what you were getting paid per hour to do that? Yeah, that's terrible. And she wasn't qualified in a lot of the areas. So when you think about the kind of the, the hub, what we do is build around the payroll because through the payroll process, we can administer and take care of all the other aspects that are mm -hmm. there. And um, a, we're called a professional employer organization. And basically what that means is we co-employ with the business owner. We become the employer of record, meaning your employees come in under our umbrella. Now they are part of 12,000 employees. So now you have access to large group benefits. You have economies of scale going on, but you retain all control on your end of who is on the team. What's the culture like? How you run your business? You know, mm -hmm. we don't mess with that, but we also now have given you some peace of mind because we've taken on the risk. You know, if there is a, a situation going on because we're the employer of record, those employees are probably going to come after us or sue us, you know, if there's a, a, a dispute because we're that employer of record. So we have an in-house attorney, um, employment law attorney, which is available to all our clients that uh, can answer questions. We make sure all your um, employee manuals, everything's done right. If any of uh, your, your dentists or your orthodontists can keep up with all the regulations that are constantly coming out, while they're trying to run their business, good luck, more power to them. That's what our staff focuses on. So that's our specialties. So and that's where I say not good luck. I don't want you to have good luck with that. I want you to like, seriously, not do that. If you're spending time doing that, you're not spending time with your family. You're not absolutely. spending time, you know, focusing on yourself. And yeah, that's, that's crazy that they do that. Absolutely. So, so through that process or being able to provide better benefits, large group rates on health insurance, uh, dental vision, all those pieces, uh, workers comp is a great one. We, uh, because of our, the way we run our business as a boutique PEO, um, we are very particular about who we bring on, um, very much in more of the white collar, the dentist, the orthodontist, the medical practices. And we are able to manage a workers comp program much more efficiently and, and much less expensive than typically you can get out in the open market. Um, a 401k, 
if somebody comes in under our 401k that's managed by my buddy that actually got me the job here, uh, we're the fiduciary. So now we take all the responsibility. You don't get audited every year and pay $8,000 for an audit. It's all done under us. There's a $500 a month, I believe, administration fee. So it really reduces your cost, which actually returns more money to your pocket in your investment. And um, you have all these specialists that your team can reach out to. So you don't need to be the expert on how's their healthcare running and how does the 401k work or what's this investment or, you know, all that type of stuff because they have a person they can reach out to on our team that can answer those questions because that's their specialty. So because it's a group situation, I can see how that'd be a huge benefit. My mind immediately went to COVID and what happened during COVID how were how did that work during the COVID with like PPP and like people who were being furloughed and stuff like that? How were you able to help out with that because you're in a group situation? Well, and, and I say I've joined the team well after the COVID started. Oh, I saw what our what they did here, and I'm mm-hmm. like, man, I wish I was on board because through our payroll system, all the reports that were needed for payroll and everything were immediately generated. We brought them into relationships with our banks and the banks we know. So it typically, those that were um, part of a PEO, and there's a national association of PEOs called NAPEO that uh, does done a lot of research. In fact, I just read an article the other day, and these are some interesting statistics that said during the pandemic, um, said PEOs were the unsung heroes of the pandemic because they provided, um, they proved to be lifesavers for those with small business clients. Small business across the country recognize the true value of partnering with a PEO and some of the statistics. Um, Since the pandemic, compared to other small businesses, PEO clients were 58% less likely to uh, permanently close. They're 82% more likely to have business operations back to normal or even better now. And the rate of unemployment growth was 81% higher. And so just some of those statistics, when I read those yesterday, I'm like, how can that be? It's we're efficient. We know what we're doing. We were on the front lines consulting. And that's the beauty of what we do. It's not just when you see a, a service, you can get off, you know, paychecks or, uh, you know, QuickBooks or something like that. There's more that comes with us. We've got experts. You've got people you can call, people you can talk to. Um, with my background in leadership and customer service, I work yeah. with my clients on what's your culture like? Right. If you're having trouble keeping people. It's not just because you're not providing the best benefits. Yeah. It's because what's the business look like? What's life look like? You know, you're a work family or you engage with each other. So. Well, and this is part of the benefits package, right? I tell doctors all the time that when they're looking for new employees, the biggest challenge is that they've got to make their, the benefits of working with them far succeed the benefits of working for a major corporation that can give them the two weeks off vacation and whatever it is. Right. And so it is about the culture. It is about the perks of knowing that the the HR is taken care of or their insurances or 401k stuff like that. And I, and I gotta tell you, I mean, I know plenty of doctors who struggle because they, they want to provide a 401k. uh, They want to provide these great benefits, but it just isn't cost effective as a, smaller business. And, and and a lot of people look at that and say, well, okay, let's just say the average orthodontist, let's say their revenue is bringing in 1.3 million a year, 1.5 million a year. That's a, on a lower end, but that sounds like a lot of money. But when you look at the overhead and all the other costs, it's really not. Mm-hmm. And so for a, an orthodontist to be able to put 
money into a 401k to be able to provide uh, the healthcare that people are asking for, which is fine that they're asking for that, but it's not necessarily practical with a lot of people. How do you overcome that challenge with them? And how have you been able to help doctors in that type of situation? Yeah. Well, one, the economies of scale come into play. Hmm. Our rates are typically much lower. You can get out on the open market. Um, our, our insurance increases over the last three years, and I can't remember which years they were, but one year they were 0% increase. One hmm. year they were 2.3%, and the next year they were 2.8%. Wow, and that's so, not average for no. common for what's going on in the world. I mean, I know our insurance has skyrocketed over the last four years, and you know, I'm self-employed. Yeah, typically it's 8 to 25%, I hear. And yeah. so when you get out there and you amortize that out over several years, think of the thousands and thousands of dollars you're, you're spending because you're, unfortunately, um, your regulations, the way that things are happening, you have to go to the open market with a small group, you're at right. exposure. So what do you do? And that's where that economy of scale can come in. Um, you know, and also you mentioned like time off and tracking that and mm-hmm. built into our system is a time management system that people clock in, clock out and it monitors, it takes care of all that. And we make sure all those, uh, those, those are taken care of by watching how much time do they have off? Are they, they taking it? Are they being awarded it? Is it fair practice? So you have somebody that's doing that for you without you even thinking about it. Wow, that's really cool. And how do you like help put the, the employee's mind at ease when it comes to, hey, now I can't like my boss, I can look at them on a daily basis, right? I can be like, hey, this didn't work out right or this is wrong with my paycheck or whatever. Yep. How, how do they interact with you? Uh, well, multiple ways. There's a, a portal they log in and can immediately access their pay stubs, immediately access all their benefits, see where they're at. They'll have a phone number that they can call directly to uh, talk to a real live person. And like I say, it's, it's almost like that person is in your office because um, they're available to you with a simple phone call or, a, or log into our system. And so they're, we're, that's one of the things we love. And that's one of the reasons I really was drawn to this company is the passion for the personal touch and the customer service. Mm, keeping hands on. Uh, in fact, um, we only do a month to month contract with our clients oh. because the owner basically tells the team, you earn business every month. Wow. If somebody isn't good fit for us, if they don't feel we're serving them well, we're going to facilitate them leaving. That's not too typical in the PEO industry. In fact, we've got one client coming on board right now that's been with another PEO and just the, um, the fees that they will have to pay to, to break their contract and come over early would have more than paid for an entire year of our services. Oh, wow. So they're ending up like sticking with them for two more months. And the other, there's no goodwill being built by the other company. Sure. And so, you know, we want to make sure that you are, it's, it's old school, take care of people. Yeah, that's, absolutely. That's Um, Oh, gosh, you made me think of a a question with that when it came to, oh, so I know that one of the practical things, obviously, I have not a deep understanding of of what you all do. As I was talking to one of my clients about him switching over to his uh, uh, payroll system or whatever, I remember somebody, and I talked to somebody about how, no, there are services out there that will do the payroll for you, right? They were somebody who had you know, their wife had been doing it for all these years and no, I have to double check. I have to go in. Matter of fact, this was a dentist that I remember talking to. And they were saying how, 
well, how like I have to go in and check, double check that that they are um, clocking in correctly and clocking out correctly. And how are they going to do that? Because they're not here. So when it comes to the practical side of things for a doctor that's listening to this on the way home, how do you make sure that all of their concerns are covered for stuff like that, that are typically things that seem like they need to be in house? Yeah, no, they uh, when the person logs in, they can log in multiple ways. Um, it's geocentric so that nobody can like log in at home on their phone and get to the mm. office and have an extra half hour. Right. So there's there's um, parameters they can set there. Um, also, there are reports above reports that the dentist, the, the doctor can get by just simply asking, you know, what are you know, what's going on with my team? When do they log in? What's my overtime like? We can um, all our systems are built so that you can immediately get a report on job costing. And, you know, and a big issue also is like recruiting. Uh, mm-hmm. We can help write the job descriptions. We can post them out there to, to our network and to, the, um, to multiple places, um, bring in those um, resumes and whittle them down to the parameters the doctor set and present to them the best options. So we can help with some of that recruiting and application process as well. So you really do have the, the, that HR part of things down where people are marketing for new team members. That's a big piece of what you do. Absolutely. Yeah. If there's anything that's involved with HR, we do it. Wow. That's very interesting. Um, okay. So tell me some examples. Give me some examples of uh, offices, where they were, when they found you, what you guys were able to do for them, and then now where they are. Yeah. Uh, we've got one uh, dental group over in Denver that uh, um, it was a, a friend of mine that works over there. He, he basically bumped into a buddy from high school that um, was going to get into dentistry and buy a practice. And when they got in to start working through the buying process, you realize what a mess everything was. It took forever to go to all the different places to figure out what they were being offered. And when they came on board and we were able to smooth everything out, it did two things. For the business, it allowed him the the, um, information he needed in a timely manner to make sure it was running efficiently. But also the team members realized that now everything was smoother. They didn't have to call up one person, find about benefits and call somebody else on the other thing. It was all one location. They could bring it all in. So it just ran, ran smoother, made made it more profitable. Um, We, the ideal size is anywhere from maybe five to a hundred employees. We recently had a dental group that started with us with five employees when they finally realized they probably could come in house with all the things we do, they were at 800 employees. Wow. And they're now at 1500 employees. Jeez. They're out on the, on the East coast. And so they were able to grow and scale with us. And the good news is, is they never had to worry. Is the HR person going to be here? Are they quitting? Do we have to, how do we transfer all their knowledge to somebody else? And that's why they were able to scale that way because everything was just, there was just a smooth process here. They never had to worry about these things. So when you guys, uh, I have two questions actually that pop in my head, but when you guys onboard somebody, let's say you have a new page or new client, new client, new employee or team member, uh, they come on board is like, what's the process for them to get all the information they need? So, and, and obviously we talked about earlier them coming to you to ask questions, but what's the setup like so that they feel comfortable with all of that going into it. And by the way, I'm asking this because if you're a doctor listening to this, we have to look at how can we take more things out of our life. And if my job as a doctor is going to be bring a new team member in, but now I've got to spend, you know, three days a day, even explaining how all of this 
you know, uh, this RMI thing works and who you got to talk to here. And I have to be, I have to teach them a whole nother process that isn't my expertise. And so I want to like, see how you guys do that so that I can take that off my plate. Yeah. Well, and and one thing to remember is a lot of times uh, people, the doctors are concerned, well, I'm going to displace one of my team members. I have somebody doing that. We need a, we need a contact at the, at the office. We need somebody that can help um, direct them to where to go. So between that person in the office and our team, they have a direct connection. So there's that connection right there. Then through our portal, um, they're able to log in. They get walked through the whole onboarding process. Um, We make sure that the employee manual is um, built to your needs. And also, if you already have benefits or um, a 401k that you're very happy with, we can actually just administer that. Make sure everything's paid on time. All the deductions are done. We can administer it all and still go work through your people that you have. So you don't have to bring it all to us. Oh, that's cool. Um, Most of them do because it's just all efficient that way. But we have plenty that we're just administering their health insurance for them and taking care of making sure everything's the premiums are paid and deducted and, and so you just work at work, work within the confines that they already have, but just make it easier for them, or you can just take it all over for them so they don't have to deal with it at all. Absolutely. Yeah. We're super uh, adaptable. You, you mentioned a person who was buying a practice and it was kind of disheveled. I could also imagine that this is a great selling opportunity when it comes to, hey, you want to sell your practice. Look, we've got all of this already set up. All of the headaches that so many of your probably friends and colleagues are talking about, we don't have that because we have a system that's already in process to do that. Absolutely. Um, in fact, uh, what just popped to mind is a, a local uh, gentleman that owns a, a motorcycle dealership and he's owned some automobile dealerships and he sold off the automobile dealerships. And that was one of the selling points is when they came in, he said, um, look, I've been using RMI as for my back end stuff. And it's worked great. You don't have to. And when they saw how smooth of transition it would be, it actually helped in the, in the sale of that. And he's doing a couple of buy sales up in uh, Portland, Oregon now with the dealerships. And he's bringing all his team members on. And, and we're able to work with all different healthcare, um, no matter where people are at, anywhere in the country. Um, I, I, it doesn't happen too often in the orthodontics and dental industry. But if by chance they have somebody working remotely or lives in another state, they don't have to go in and figure out what are all the deductions here? What are the laws here? It's turnkey. We know we're there already set up. It's just, we have that person there, put their information in the system. They're ready to go. Well, that's interesting because uh, I am a big proponent of them finding more virtual team members uh, so that they can uh, not have to have them in the office. So let's just say somebody that they really love in the office decides they have to move or their spouse gets transferred or whatever, and they don't want to lose them to put them in a virtual role. But I never thought about that, that the laws and understandings of what is going to have to take place if that person's in Michigan versus in California is different. And so that doctor has now the new headache of figuring that out. Or if they don't, I'm sure it can be a challenge and you guys already take care of that. Yeah, it's all, we, we have specialists that they're up to date on all the laws, regulations, deductions, whatever needs to happen. So they're able to just, okay. In fact, I get email updates every day, four or five times a day, like so-and-so has a new employee in this state. Here's their information. They're off and running. Well, if you're not in our industry too, and you're somebody, I, I know that for sure the way that business is going outside of the ortho and dental industry is there's a lot of people who have realized, hey, I can work from home and 
and not have to come into office and I can get my work done. And a lot of businesses are realizing that too. I just saw an interview with uh, Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank talking about this very same thing. And it, it gives you a lot more options, gives both the employer and the employee options of live wherever you want to live. But now you got things taken care of like this with uh, through through your service. Yeah, no, and it, it's I think there's a big peace of mind factor too for doctors because mm. you're you have a lot of exposure, right? To you know, yeah. wrongful termination, anything like that, and that all gets cr- kind of taken on by us, and we're taking on that exposure. So with that, we're going to make sure that you're running efficiently. You're you're oh, following all the laws you need to. Um, I think one hesitation, I, I know my sister kind of mentioned this, that, you know, she would have been hesitant just because she felt like she was giving up control. Yes. And I know my sister, so maybe that's other issues, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you want to make sure this is my business, this is my baby. I need to know what's going on. You've still got all that, yep. except for you've got somebody now holding um, a higher standard or a standard to make sure that things are run the right way. Everything's processed properly. You're not at that exposure. And then you have the uh, what's called EPLI or Employment um, Practices Liability Insurance. It's included in our service. You get a $250,000 policy with a $25,000 deductible. Um, my uh, our CEO, Mark uh, Solberg, I, I was talking to him the other day. He says in 22 years here, they've had to go to court one time. So wow. when you, everything's run smoothly and you know, there's even situations where when somebody's asked to be terminated, I'm the one that probably come in and visit with them. You can, we're part of that service wow. for you is to terminate. We had a, a couple interesting situations where they had a, a mother and a son working from home and they were working on the same company computer, but uh. they wanted to terminate the mother and not the son. And it was a very sticky situation. So there was um, multiple meetings with our employment law attorney helping out. And, and we were part of the team to help um, make that termination. So, wow. um, you know, we can kind of outsource some of the bad things. In fact, I heard another story the other day where a doctor actually wanted to let one of his um, employees go. And when Mark showed up at the office to, to do the termination, the doctor just looked at him, shook his head, said, thanks, walked out, got in his car and drove away. Just, I didn't, wow. he didn't want to be around when, uh, when it was happening, but, uh, sure. you know, we had kind of had to take on that role and, but, uh, you know, and I, I'm a people person, so we don't, we make sure it's done in a very pleasant and ethical way. If that ever has to happen, that's, those are rare, but. Well, I could see where I was going to ask earlier, like, what are some of the biggest challenges that you come up against to people like when they're considering switching over to your services? And you mentioned the control thing, which I think would be a huge one for a lot of people, right? Especially uh, people who are more, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, High achievers, high performers, Mm -hmm. right? It's like, oh, you're going to take all the way from me. Or like you mentioned with your sister, like this is their business. This is their um, livelihood. This is something they've had to create. And now they're handing it over to somebody else. What other concerns do people come up with when it comes to starting with you? Yeah. Well, I think one of the, the best things is our philosophy of building relationships. Because mm-hmm. my purpose is to build trust and connection with you and help you see us as a resource. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a person right now that actually, because of their situation, they're, they're not quite ready for us, but he wanted to know what, um, what the wages were like for his industry and his state in Hawaii. 
and we've run a report real time. So he knows he's paying these people a fair wage for what they're doing. So we're, we're a resource to them. That's why part of the resource management. Oh, that's interesting. Um, some of the other challenges I think is like you asked, one uh, people are worried about cost is one. Um, the best way I do, I've heard it described is, well, if you're paying somebody say $5,000 a month, what if you pay them $5,060 or $70, you know, cause our, we're at a, we're a flat fee. It's anywhere from, you know, 50 to $80 per full-time employee and maybe $25 for a part-time employee. And so for $60 extra a month for, for an employee, you get all this really, <laughs> it's, it's amazing. And, um, and so the cost really isn't there. And again, it's a month to month contract. We'll, we'll earn that business. We'll make sure you're well taken care of but we'll do everything we can to facilitate a move. That really shows such a high quality of we stand by what we do. I mean, that's really a cool thing. And again, that's what brought me here. That's what attracted me to the place is just because that's, that's the way I grew up. When I grew up in businesses that are based on an honor system, yeah. I don't think it's, I've been taught my whole life about trust, respect, and honor. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I love that idea of you sparked in the, uh, a thought in me around the uh, comparing pay or average pay in the area that's definitely a question that comes up quite a bit of people talking about, oh, well, this person's paying more. They're going to leave me for another job because they can get uh, more elsewhere. And if you guys can be a resource to that of like, well, let's look at in this area, mm-hmm. what are the average wages for this type of job? And we can pull up the report that helps you again, if you're the person talking with the team member, or even it uh, empowers the doctor, if they're the one talking to the team member. Yeah. Right. To be able to say, let me just show you this. I know you think that everyone else is getting paid $3 more an hour, but really you're making a dollar more than most people in the area. Well, and the great thing about us is like when my friend asked me about this uh, situation, I Googled it like most people do. What's the wages for this job description in this area? And I sent him a little report. I go, this is what I quickly found. He goes, yeah, I did the same thing, but I found five other sites with information. And there was such a discrepancy, almost $10 per hour discrepancy. Yeah, Totally. So when I had our team members run the report here, it was based on information fed into the system by, by us and the other members uh, of the system in real time. So it was, uh, today's date was on it. All the information was up through um, into November on what's being reported for people earnings in this industry, in this job description, in this zip code. Wow, what a great resource that is. Wow, that's a really cool resource. Wow. Well, Larry, I mean, this has been great information and thank you for sharing all this with us because I think there's a lot of people out there who, number one, didn't know this existed, but number two, uh, can hopefully see how this can make their lives so much easier. And I'm just going to tell anybody who's listening right now, just as a, uh, as an exercise in education, you know, to find out more, to reach out, Hey, can you do this? Here's my concerns. Uh, listen, I can totally vouch for you, Larry, in the sense of I know the type of person you are, that you're going to want everybody to have all the answers, uh, their questions answered before they move forward. Um, so I think that's really, really important. Thank you for sharing that with us. Well, you know, and, and my philosophy is, too, is if I'm not a good fit, we don't need to, we don't, shouldn't do business. And yes. let me help you find the good fit for you, because right. I'm more about just helping you find that right fit for you and your situation, because I'm not for everybody. You know, yeah, <laughs> I, totally. I was lucky I enough to to land a uh, a trophy wife, and you know, and so I I tried to date a lot of other girls, but I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I agree. That's same with me. I feel the same way. It's like I'm not a fit. It's okay. I'm not offended if we're not a match. That's cool. Exactly. Well, it's, it's about what's best for you and helping your business. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, Larry, we've come to a place in our show where we always ask every guest six specific questions or kind of rapid fire. You can just tell us what's the top of your head and go from there. And, and some of these are skewed more towards specifically in the practice, but we'll see what, what we can do with it. Okay. Okay. All right. So what do you think is the most expensive thing that business owners are missing inside of their business? The, the leaks, there are so many leaks of just time they're spending, like the guy fixing his own computer. Right. If he put a dollar per hour on that, could he have hired somebody to get it done back up and running? And so the, that opportunity cost is out there. Um, also the exposure with um, all the laws, regulations coming in, they cannot stay up to date on them. So making sure that they, they have somebody in their back pocket that's taking care of that. They don't have to worry about. I just on a side note, I had a buddy who had one of those um, Apple glass break repair shops, you know, but it was in a kiosk in a mall and somebody had figured out and uh, they were in California had figured out that they weren't offered their 15 minute smoke break every two hours, which is a California law apparently. And they went back and were able to sue them for a ton of money. And also and other people got on board and literally put them out of business Yeah, because of it. So and, yeah, unfortunately, right. I hear those stories all the time. Uh, and that's where the, uh, the employment practices liability insurance comes in. It's our team making sure things are done right, that the employee handbook's out there and they're aware of it and it's up to date. So all those things are, are definitely out there. Wow. Okay. Uh, I know you're obviously a, a fan of Dale Carnegie stuff and that's fine if this is the answer, but what's a book that you believe every practice, every business owner should be reading? Well, I'd be a bad guy if I didn't recommend how to win friends. Right. Uh, as a side to that, Dale Carnegie's book, how to stop worrying and start living is very oh. applicable. Now how to win friends was written in 1912. Right. So if you think about how long that book's been around, it's more applicable today. Um, sure. There are a couple other, I'm a, a voracious reader. I've got 400 books on my audio right now. I'm just constantly got headphones in listening to something. Um, I have a great friend that just came out with a really good book. Uh, a couple of them. Uh, it's called Lead with Hospitality mm. by Taylor Scott. Um, he's from the um, hospitality industry and has written a great book on leadership, on, on leading with hospitality. Um, I think um, uh, I Love It Here by Clint Pulver. It's a great book. Yeah. book. Yep. So um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that. And, uh, and so, you know, my saying is listen to whatever you will listen to. And, you know, there's so much out there. Those, those are some great ones. That's great. Awesome. Well, speaking of books and, and my first book, The Practice Rx, I talk a lot about how team culture and team performance is the foundation for business growth. When you're talking with potential clients and even current clients, what do you see as the biggest challenge that, that owners are facing when it comes to their teams and office culture? Time, because they don't have the time to just connect. Mm. just engage. So they have to break that down and have the skill set that in those one minute between patients, what's the question I can ask that I get to know my team? What's the gesture I can make so they know I truly care about them? Um, because as a leader, it's, they'll only follow if they know you care. Right. And when you're so busy that you're, you don't talk to the team or some team members for days, they start to wonder, do they even know I'm here? Do they even care? So just that time factor, really taking the moment to just generally connect with people. 
Uh, that's a great answer. All right. Well, I definitely want to make sure question four is, is here for a reason. How do people reach out to you and, uh, and get to know more about you and your services? Oh, great. Uh, simple email, Larry at R-M-I-N-C, rminc.com. Mm. Um, our website is rminc.com, www. So uh, you can reach out to RMI or Google Resource Management Inc. in Salt Lake City. Uh, you can reach us there. Um, happy to, to visit with anybody. Um, you can uh, call us if you'd like, or like I say on the website, there's a, a form to connect there or reach out to us. Um, let them know you, you heard about us here on the, uh, the podcast and we'll make sure we get uh, somebody taking care of you and helping you out. Awesome. That's great. All right. So this is an interesting one right off the top of your head. I know it's a deep one too, though. What is the best advice you've ever received in life or business? I probably have five things come to mind right there. It's all about the people. Mm. Um, here, this is a better way to word it. Tell them who you are. When I was growing up, um, I was 16 years old and I walked out of my bedroom. I had a suit or shirt and tie on a 16 year old that was out of place. And my grandpa was sitting there. Uh, Grant Webb was sitting there in a chair and he always dressed up. He was a cowboy, but he always was dressed to the nines. He was my hero. And he walked in, he goes, where are you headed? I said, oh, I have a job interview. And I told him where I was headed. And he goes, tell him who you are. And that meant tell him you're Grant Webb's grandson because he knew the owner of the business. So when you build a reputation and you can just say, tell him who you are with confidence, it's all about the people. Yeah, that's great. It's so funny. That totally takes me back because my very first job interview, I worked with my dad doing concrete and I wanted to try to get out of that as quickly as I could because uh, I hated it so much. I went, I wanted to work in a movie theater and I went to the movie theater and the interview, I went in with a suit, with a tie on and a white shirt. And I didn't know until years later that the uh, guy, the manager was going to give me the job the moment I walked in because I was wearing a suit and tie. And he said, if you're willing to do that for a movie theater interview, because I see people coming in in t-shirts and jeans all the time. If you're willing to do that, you're the type of person I want. And I never forgot that. So that's really funny that just brought that to me in my head of like, wow, I didn't have the cool reputation grandfather, you know, so I had to go with the, the, the suit and tie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and last question is this, what's the best resource or tool that you believe business owners should be using to grow their business? Well, I'm going to say resource management. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> great. That's Or a PEO in general. Uh, yeah. You know, even if you don't do business with us, when I look at the people in orthodontics and dentistry and what goes on, it baffles me when they're doing all this stuff and they're not focusing on what they do best and how yeah. to build that business. Um, so when you can, um, and, and maybe a better way to say it, you know, is like you said earlier is let the professionals do the other stuff. Yeah. So yeah. outsource as much as you can to take off your plate so you can really do what you love and what you're passionate about. Uh, Dan Kennedy has this thing about how if you are Dan Kennedy owns uh, the strategic coach and yep. he talks about how if anything you're doing that is not your genius is distracting you from building your business. Mm -hmm. And I'll even break that down to like I have some really great friend doctors who are great lecturers and are out on the circuit doing stuff. But that's actually stopping them from growing their core business. Now, they might be growing another part of their business over here, like a, a, a training program or whatever, 
but, and they're making money selling, which is great, but their core business of fingers wet in mouth and actually, you know, running their business, that's a distraction. Even Dan says, even just being able to have the luxury of sitting and thinking about your business would be better time served than trying to figure something else out of a distraction. So Spend too much time working in our business, on our business. That's right. Yeah. Wow. Well, Larry, thank you so much for your time today. Really appreciate the information. And man, I certainly hope and encourage everybody listening to to just reach out to Larry and get more information. As you can tell, it's a, it's a non-threatening environment. It's just a matter of, there's no, you know, assumption to anything. It's just find out if it's a, it's a fit for you or not, at least get your questions answered. Absolutely. Yeah. Happy to visit with anybody and, and help anybody out and we can help anybody anywhere in the country. Perfect. Well, thank you, Larry, again. Really, really appreciate it. Uh, And uh, hopefully we'll get a lot of people reaching out to you. Thank you, Dean. I very much appreciate it. And once again, everybody, thank you for being a part of the Propreneur podcast and and being willing to listen in. I hope you took some great notes. I hope you got some great information. And as always, our goal here is to bring you the best practices for your practice and help you be more proactive, productive, and profitable in all areas of your life and business. We'll see you on the next episode, everybody. Thanks so much again for listening to the Propreneur Podcast. We really appreciate your support. If you haven't subscribed already, please make sure you do so. Also, if you feel like you might be a good fit for our podcast as a guest or know somebody who you think would be, go ahead and email us at dino at dinowatt.com. Again, thanks for support. We'll see you on the next episode.